Issues. It's a podcast for women of color where we talk about the issues we're facing on a daily basis. And I am your host, Karen Davis Thompson. And I'm so excited for today's guest. I saw her on Good Morning America. Y'all, that's my news morning show. I watch every morning. And Robin Roberts did an interview with her. And I was so inspired by her story and really thought that it would resonate with listeners that I reached out. And she was uh, gracious enough to agree to an interview. So I'm going to ask Jasmine Mason to say hello and tell us a little bit about herself. She goes by Gigi. Hi, Gigi. How are you today? Tell the audience about yourself. Hi, I'm very good. I hope you are doing well, and I hope the listeners are doing well. Um, my name is Jasmine Mason. I go by Gigi for short. Um, I'm a three-time Olympic gold medalist and the first African-American to win singles in all events gold for Team USA, and I'm also a professional bowler. Thank you so much for that. So we'll just go ahead and dive right in. So why bowling? When did you get? When did you first get into bowling? So I started bowling at the age of 10, but before that, I, you know, probably like any other, any other uh, kid just into different other activities or hobby sports, um, you know, like a parent getting their, their kid into certain things to hopefully, you know, that they find their niche. And um, I did a lot of different activities growing up and then I, I came across bowling and I dropped all the other activities for bowling, and then it, it got me here. So um, that's really how it all began. What was it about bowling that intrigued you that you just gave up all other sports that you were working on? What was it about bowling? Yeah, I think at least like in the beginning, it was just um, one, it was just it was different. Um, it was fun. And my, my uh, coach at the time, he's my dad's friend. Um, he, he told my parents and I, when we, when, you know, when I was first introduced to the sport, he was like, you know, you can get potential college scholarships. And we were like, what? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. From a very young age, it was just something that was just different. And I think it's one of those things where you feel inside, like, you know, that it's it. Um, it's just something I stuck with. And then as I, as I was getting older, I was like, yeah, this is definitely something that I want to, I want to do. So, yeah. And I know it probably was a shock because even when I heard you you talking to Robin Roberts to know that you could get a scholarship mm-hmm. for bowling, I mean, it was it was like really who knew? So I know <laughs> I know it's probably a surprise to people to hear that you know that it's something that if you're really good at, uh, it can actually uh, help you pay for school. Exactly. So when did you realize that you were like really really good at it? And when did you realize? okay, this is more than just something that I really like to do that maybe I can get a college scholarship for, but I'm really good at this. Yeah, uh, I would say it was um, sometime during my during high school, either my freshman or sophomore year. Um, at the time, I think I was like the, the top player in the country for, you know, I guess before I even got to college, like sometime during high school. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I put in, I could just tell that I was getting better. My scores were improving. I was doing better at tournaments. My league average was getting better. And I was just like, okay, you know, I have to, I have to get a college scholarship. Um, you know, cause, cause college is not cheap. So I'm like, I need to find a way, you know, to help uh, myself and my parents because we don't just have money to just be paying for, you know, college and, and then when I realized I was, you know, I think it was might have been freshman sophomore year. Like I said, I was, I was getting better. I just dedicated like all of more, all of my time or more of my time to the sport. And then it finally got a college scholarship. 
And how do you get into, so, okay, you, you pick up the bowling ball, you start to bowl, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get to the point where you're in league play and in tournaments? How does that happen? Yeah, so um, I don't know if anyone else may have just been introduced to the sport, but I mean, like, if people, I guess, have an interest, they can just go to, you know, any bowling center and they can ask to sign up for leagues. And then um, within the bowling center, they can even ask for, like, tournaments and stuff. Or you just might know someone who knows someone. And, you know, one day you're like, hey, you know, let's let's join this league or let's do this. Um, and it kind of could go from there. So I feel like when it comes to how you get introduced to the sport, it's different. But for me, um, we didn't have high school bowling. So, like, specifically talking about, like, youth bowling. Um, in Rhode Island, we don't have high school bowling. But I know in some other states they do. So what I had to do at a, you know, um, a younger age is bowl leagues and then I had to travel to tournaments to get my exposure like that was a way where I figured you know bowling people outside of my state and like okay I gotta get better um, or that was a way too to get like college college uh, recruits so there's this big tournament called junior gold um, and it's the biggest youth tournament in the country and that's where all the college coaches go and they do like their scouting and recruit recruiting um, so I started that started that tournament and that's where I really got the exposure. So yeah, um that's really how I ended up uh I guess with my college scholarship or just into the sport in general, but I feel like it's kind of different for everyone um you know how they get introduced to the sport. And I hope I answered your question, but <laughs> you did. You, okay. you did. It's just okay. I guess, you know, trying to understand how you go from just you know, recreational bowling to getting into the leagues. And especially for you, it's amazing that you were able to get that exposure when you didn't have, um, you know, like a lot of times people think recruiting for college comes from them watching you play high school, right? So for you, that wasn't a possibility since you didn't have bowling at your high school. And I know we didn't have it when I was in high school. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have known that you could get into the league and then be seen by recruits and get a scholarship because it, I mean, as far as I knew, it was just something fun you did you know, on the weekend yeah. or whatever. I mean, you see people on TV doing it, but I guess in my my mind, it, uh, maybe it was just more than my little mind could conceive since <laughs> I didn't see a lot of people looking like me bowling for anything more than recreation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which leads into the next question. When did you realize, hey, there are not a lot of people, you know, of color in this room doing this or in league play? When did you really realize, wow, this there, there are not a lot out here doing this? Yeah, so it's just, it's very, like, ironic because when I first started out, like, the league that my, um, that I, I participated in when I first started my whole bowling journey, my coach and his girlfriend at the time, they started the youth program to get the inner city kids off the streets, and, um, like, the majority of the, the league was black, like, we were, we were, like, the majority of the league, and then there were, um, Latinos as well. And like, um, there were a couple white people, but we were, we were literally the majority of the league. So I grew up like knowing, okay, like there's black people, you know, like who do this, but then traveling outside of, um, um, or even in my state, when I had different tournaments, you know, like the different leagues, it was different when we, when I would travel, I mean, to tournaments within the state and, you know, uh, players from different leagues would, would, uh, compete as well. Like, I could start to see, okay, like, maybe it's just our league that has, you know, like, all the black people or mo- mostly is just black. But, and then, too, getting outside of Rhode Island and competing at the different tournaments, I was just like, oh, 
I was like, okay, well, this is not what I expected, you know. I was just like, okay, well, our league is mostly black, so I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm going to see a lot of color. But it was a complete opposite. So I think when I started going out the country, I mean, out the, this, the uh, my state, I started to notice, like, okay, you know, there's not as many people, I guess, who do this like I thought. Or, you know, black people aren't the majority in this sport. And then, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> So for, you know, the people that were a part of the league where you first started, um, did many of them take it as seriously and go as far as you did? Or were you one of the few, I guess, in your group that took it to that next level? Yeah, there were um, a couple of us who did. You know, there are a lot of people. My coach, he's produced a lot of players who've gone to college, you know, free education for bowling. Um, one of my one of my best friends, um, actually his daughter, she she was actually on junior team USA with me one of the years um but yeah i think as far as like in th- their program i'm probably the the one who's gotten the farthest but he's produced a lot of um and probably too you know like their life circumstances people's circumstances are different but i just kept going not to say that you know i'm the only one who could get this far but just i just kept going and others you know decided not to or they wanted to take a different route um, so yeah. And what was it like when you found out you had achieved what you set out to do in the beginning, which was to get a scholarship to help pay for college? How did that feel? I was so like happy because I was like, yes, you know, now my parents and I don't have to pay all this money. Um, And it was just super cool to see because, you know, I didn't even think that, you know, uh, competing in my sport that you could even go to have like a bowling scholarship so the fact that I was able to accomplish one of my goals it was it was very helpful um, financially for my family as well so and so what was it like bowling uh, in college what was that experience like were you one of the only people of color on your team yes yeah, so um, out of my four years there I was the only uh, well I wasn't the only one of color but I was the only black and um and like for my four years and um but then you know now that I'm gone I've seen there's another girl on the team now you know I was actually the first the first black black woman to to compete for the University of Nebraska's bowling team um so now that there yeah so now that there's another one after me um, you know, I'm just glad it didn't stop with just, you know, me. And, and then, you know, when she graduates or maybe, you know, I think there's actually, she's on there now. And there's another girl coming in too, who's also, um, uh, a black girl. So it's just, it's just super cool to see how, you know, there was me, then now there's going to be two of them and there's going to be more and more and more. So how does that make you feel? I mean, one of the things that Robin Roberts talked to you about was obviously, Um, you know, she revealed that she really liked to bowl and had won like a tournament or championship in her hometown Mm -hmm. and how different things could have been if maybe she had had a Gigi Mason to, to look up to. Right. So how does it make you feel knowing that you were the first and now there are two or three black girls who are going to be able to come after you and that there are uh, black girls and maybe even black boys who look up to you and say, Hey, this is something that I can do that maybe they never thought was possible before. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes I don't really uh like understand or realize the significance of what like I'm doing because you know I'm just I'm just living my life and just trying to make you know 
other people's lives around me better as well. But sometimes my parents have to remind me like, hey, or even too, I'll get messages from the girls like, oh, you know, like you being at Nebraska, you're the reason why, you know, I feel like I can do it too, or why I wanted to go to this school or do this or feel like, you know, I'm not alone type of thing. So when I get messages like that, I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, I understand the significance. And I'm just like, you know, it's really not about me, but I'm just like, kind of like Miss Robin said, I'm just like the vehicle or, you know, being used to, to, um, I guess, create change and break barriers for everyone or just for, you know, black women in the sport of bowling. And so let's talk a little bit about how you get into the Olympics. So how did that happen for you to be able to uh, represent the Team USA? So it gets a little bit like technical. So we're not, um, you know, in the Olympics that you would see every four years, like like uh, this year, but where would have been? Is it Tokyo this year? I think so, yes. I think it was so, yeah. So we have been trying to get into the Olympics, you know, that you see every four years, um, but we, we were voted out by you know, the IOC is the International Olympic Committee. So we were we were voted out and they picked a different sport over us. But we are recognized by the IOC, um, you know, as as like a Olympic sport. So, you know, we're in the Pan Am Games and we have our World Youth Championships. And so it's it's the equivalent of what you would see every four years. Um, and so we're still trying to get into the what everyone sees every four years. But in the meantime, we have something called World Bowling, and that's like the the federation of, I guess you could say, our Olympics, if that makes any sense. It, it gets like technical and stuff, but we're, you know, we have, the IOC has recognized us by World Bowling until we're into the actual Olympics you see every four years. So... And how were you able to, was it, did you have to, how, how do you even get to that level from college to be able to be in that? Is it just a tournament that you enter? Is it based on what your scores are when you bowl? Okay, so there are two tournaments. One of them is Junior Gold, which I talked about um, a little a little bit ago, and that's the, the um, biggest youth tournament in the country. And that's, a, you know, you compete in that to give you a chance to make Junior Team USA. So that's just for the youth players. But also, we have another tournament called Team USA Trials, and that's for youth players can can compete in that as well, and the adults. And that's also, that's in January, that's also a chance to um, give the players a chance to compete to be on Junior Team USA or Adult Team Team USA. So my first two years, I had made it at Junior Gold and and Team Trials. and then I recently just made my first year on Adult Team USA, and that was at Team Trials um, this past January. Why do you think, I mean, because, I, you know, I, I, I was going to ask that question about how it kind of works. You're considered an Olympic sport, but you're not a part of what we see every four years, which is yeah. so weird to me. But why do you think that's the case, that um, it hasn't been, you know, you haven't been able to get to the level where, okay, we're going to be recognized as an Olympic sport, as in terms of what you see every four years yeah. uh, in the Olympic Games, what you know, I, I've asked my que- I've asked that question um, myself, but I was like doing some research too to really just see the history of bowling and in the Olympics, um, you know, and then like the whole process. And I know one of the things that I I have read is that they don't, you know, the Olympic Committee they don't see it as a fair chance for um 
everyone because you know some third world countries they don't have the resources that we have to be able to give them a fair chance to compete you know because when you when you think about the olympics it's you know it's the best of the best it's you know elite athletes you know the top and everyone who's there is good so they, they want to give everyone a fair chance to you know just to be able to have that chance to work on your game and be as good as you can be um, and so that's one of the things that I did read, and I, I understand. Um, and so hopefully we can find some ways to make, you know, make that, make it easier for everyone to be able to have the chance to, you know, work on their craft. Yeah, because I think it would be really great to to be able to see that. Um, mm, me too. So I, yeah, no, I bet you would too. So yeah, because it's hard. It's like, you know, I was telling people, I was doing the interview. I said, I'm really excited. And she's an Olympian. Olympian. And they're like, but I've never seen bowling on the Olympics. I mean, I guess there's, there are several sports maybe that are in your category um, where you, you're doing really great things, but people don't get to see it on that larger, you know, world, world stage, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we'll just keep hoping that maybe that'll change. Yeah. That's what we're <laughs> working towards. I have faith that it will. I, I don't know how long it'll take, but I know it'll happen. Well, that's good. Hopefully it'll happen. You know, and you'll be able to, um, compete and participate but at the yeah. least the very least you'll be able to say that you are a part of making that change exactly. possible so that'll be good <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your organization black girls can bowl too so mm-hmm. what was what was the reason you wanted to start that and what is it about yeah so <laughs> honestly I kind of I started this group out of like frustration um so when I aged out of you know youth bowling I was working towards making the adult team, you know, Team USA. And, you know, I told you I I just made it. So it took me about three years from when I aged out of the, you know, the youth team to make the adult team. And I, I it was in 2017, you know, I, I didn't make, because I, I couldn't bowl for the youth anymore. And I didn't bowl well enough that year to make the adult team. And so, you know, I wasn't envious um, of anyone. And, you know, they call after the tournament's over, they, they call up everyone who made the junior team and the adult team, you know, they, and so everyone went up there and I just didn't see anybody who looked like me. And I was probably even more upset because I didn't bowl well enough to make it myself, you know? Um, so I was just like frustrated for a period of time. And, and, you know, I explained it to my dad and my dad's like, well, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, I don't know, but black girls can bowl too. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's really how that was like formed. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do with this? So initially what I did is I went to every NCAA bowling school. Um, I went to the you know NCAA website, looked at all the schools, and I went through all the rosters. And I just, it started out as like a, a private group in a way, you know, I just added every, every black girl or, or women of, or a uh, girl of color that I saw and I added them. And then I'm like, okay, I want it to be more, you know, inclusive. I want people to be able to follow us. And I, you know, so then it just, I just started like, there were Instagram page, Twitter page, Facebook page. And it's now like a lot of people follow us. And, um, it's really just a platform to highlight and recognize you know black women in the sport of bowling who don't get the you know recognition that I feel like we deserve and you know people don't even think black people bowl bowl to begin with but it's just to really highlight their 
you know, their accomplishments and, and to, to know that if they struggle, that they're not alone. Um, because like a lot of us, we go through the same experiences and some of them are surprised, you know, when they, when some people message me like, Hey, you know, can you talk to me about this or help me with this? I'm like, Hey, you know, you're not alone. I, I went through that too. And they're like, really? So we're more similar than we are. Um, uh, not alike. And I just want them to know that it's a safe space and, and we're going to believe me if I, if I see it or if anyone sees it and they share it, we're going to share it because we want everyone to know about your accomplishments. And how many followers would you say you have for uh, black girls can bowl too? Uh, I know. I, I know I said like a lot, but I honestly think we probably have about uh, like 800 because we started out with like 50, um, you know, and so I feel like as more, more, um, people are aware of it and if I'm on different platforms and able to share my story like this you know more people will follow it and and a lot of girls too they're like they'll message the page and say hey you know I bowled in college or I bowled in high school and I didn't even know this existed um you know like thank you for this and so I know we'll we'll continue to grow I mean I'm not really concerned about like the followers but just more concerned about sharing you know each other's stories Absolutely. I think it's a great platform to find out more. Like I said, I, I, I always saw bowling as just something that was done recreationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it it's it's a great place for uh, girls, especially to be able to see that you they really could go somewhere with this if they really are into it, or if it's something that really interests them, they could really go somewhere and, and, and do some of the things that you are doing and some of the other women of color that you're highlighting as a part of Black Girls Can Bowl too. So yeah. tell me, as a professional bowler, what is a typical day like for you? Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, just like not in season or during the season? Because those are two different things. So both. First, let's do during the season. What is it like? Okay, so during the season, um, it really depends on like the day of the tournament, but I would say the the first day of the tournament is like there's a lot of bowling. You know, people are just like, oh, like, do you work out or why do you even work out? And I'm going to explain why. <laughs> so, you know, in one day we bowl, a typical day, they might, I think the format might have changed now, but a typical day is you bowl eight games of qualifying. You'll have like a lunch break, and the lunch break varies depending on how fast they can um, re-oil the lanes. And then we'll come back and we'll bowl another eight games. So that's 16 games in one day. Then if you make um, that cut, you come back the next day and then you bowl. They cut to the top 32. Then you come back the next day and you bowl another eight games. And then if you then they'll cut to the top 24. If you make that cut, you come back. I'm not sure. I can't remember if you come back the next day or later. I think you might come back later that day and bowl like another six games and then if you make that cut then you make it to um you know you make it to the finals or like the tv show and that's just a a regular season tournament now if it's a major you can potentially bowl like for the u.s open specifically you can potentially bowl like 50 games in you know uh i'm not really sure how many days but it's just a lot of bowling and so i'm like you have to work out because um, I know I'm kind of getting off topic, but you know, a lot of our, it's just a lot of bowling in a short period of time. And, and that's like going back to the regular season tournament. That's, um, I don't know, 30, 
more than 30 games or 30 to 40 games and that's probably in like two and a half days so it's a lot of it takes a toll on the body when you're doing that from week to week to week and if you're going to include the majors in there as well um and so it just it's um it's a lot so that's why you have to work you know work out so going to the you know not during the season the the professional women's season what i would typically do is um you know work out rest I would go practice, um, do some yoga, uh, you know, I would watch, wa of course, watch like bowling on TV or watch myself or film or, you know, listen um, to, you know, the, the commentators and stuff like that. So the day goes by fast, but it's just a lot of, you know, like practicing, working out, just making sure that I'm staying hydrated, I'm eating healthy. And um, as far as workouts, you know, a lot of the power, our power comes from our core, our legs, you know, having the stability and uh, balance and a lot of it, you know, your back. And a lot of people think it comes from your arms, um, you know, because you're throwing the ball, but a lot of it comes from like your core and legs. And so that's why, you know, when we're bowling like 30, 40, 50 games, you know, um, also to endurance, it's just like you're on your legs and you're throwing a lot of shots. So that's something that you know, those are areas of your body that need to be strong to be able to bowl that many games um, and, you know, consistently do well and do it at a high level. No, that definitely, all of that was on topic because that's what I was okay. wondering, what okay. a workout also looked like for you because I would be one of those people who would think it would be a lot of upper body stuff yeah. because you're having to throw the ball. Um, but just listening to you again, it's just interesting for people to really understand all that goes into this if you're really going to be good at it. Mm -hmm. um, 40, 50 games. I get tired <laughs> after a couple of games recreationally. It's like 40, 50 games in a day. I would be an absolute mess. It's crazy, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, people don't – and especially, too, like my first year, I went. I graduated in 2017, and, you know, I could have went on tour right after, but I knew I wasn't prepared. So I went – and I bowled, there was a tournament close to home. So I bowled one of the professional tournaments as an amateur. And, you know, I didn't even make the first cut. It was game, you know, there's 16 games for the first day of qualifying. And probably game like 12, I mentally and physically checked out. My legs were tired. You know, I just was not used to bowling like that. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, I have a lot of work to do. So then I just worked really hard in my game and came back. And last year... 2019 was my first year on the women's tour and you know I was able to like you know those long formats didn't really affect me you know like it you know I, I didn't even get that far when I did it as an amateur and so I was just like okay you know I have a lot of work to do but yeah they it, it didn't have a toll on my body like it did before I went pro yeah I can imagine that's got to be <laughs> very difficult not only physically but to just mentally stay oh, yes. with it with 50 games in a day mm -hmm. so when you started to get calls from places like good morning america or when people have asked you to come and speak to groups how how did that feel what was that like yeah oh and sorry going back i i might have said 50 games in a day i didn't mean that like 50 games in, in a period of time like a couple days or three four days Okay, 50 games in three, four. I'd still, I, I mean, yeah. you know, 16 <laughs> games in a day. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's a lot It's a lot of bowling. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So no I just problem. wanted to make yeah make that clear. So. Oh, I understand. No problem. Yeah, fifty games, and I may have have misinterpreted that, but okay. fifty games in three I'm days. Sure a week, is, I yeah, think. it is a lot. Yeah, you know, it a is week. a lot. Absolutely. So, what does it feel like when you get a call from Good Morning America or you are asked to speak to a group? Um, how did that feel when that started happening? Um. You know, in the beginning, I was, you know, like very, very excited because this is something that I've been working towards for a long time, just trying to create opportunities for myself to be able to share my story. Um, And yeah, I was I was just very happy, you know, when I was like, oh, my God, I'm beyond Good Morning America. You know, my dad's like, I don't think you know how like big this is. He's like, this is America. I'm like, you know, because I've been on like channel 10 or 12 here in Rhode Island he's like no this is America like the whole USA and I was like oh you know um I'm like yeah I know I'm like I'm like this is super cool but um I try to my best to just kind of just be neutral and you know like yeah of course I you know I celebrate all my victories no matter how small um and to just not take any opportunity for granted, but you know, after the opportunity passes, to just keep working towards trying to create another one, and just you know, never really being satisfied, but always grateful for the different opportunities that God has blessed me with. Absolutely, I think it's just again just another way for people to really see what's possible um, if if there's something that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when you are talking to somebody and they find out you're a professional bowler. What kind of questions do they ask? What kind of, um, do they, do they go, what do you mean a professional bowler? Like what kind of things do they ask you when they find out you're a professional bowler? That's actually one of them. Like, like a professional bowler, like you can like, I'm like, yes. Like, you know, like NBA, NFL, like professional bowling or, you know, another question, I think I mentioned it earlier too. People are like, Oh, like, like, what do you, how do you work out? What do you do? Um, people are like, how do you practice? What do you practice? Because uh, a lot of people just, uh, I think there's there's a fine line between something that's recreational and, you know, something that's a sport. There's like that fine line between, you know, someone does it for fun and then more competitive. And a lot of people just see bowling as like that, oh, let's bowl leagues or, um, you know, like let's just go and have parties and drink beer and pizza and popcorn. But I just don't think that the other side of it is highlighted um, the way it should be. And so that's what I'm, um, working towards. And you do have a point. I mean, people play football recreationally or basketball recreationally, but there's also a professional side to it. So, um, you have a point there, I guess, for whatever reason, and maybe if it's ever picked up to be a part of the Olympics that we see on TV, it will help with that because for some reason that seems to be elevated at a different level for whatever reason, even though you're still an you know, a gold medalist regardless. Yeah. Um, so maybe that'll help with that when people um, can see it on that stage, so to speak. I Did think. you ever think, you know, when you were first picking up bowling, learning how to bowl, you know, got your scholarship, got into the league. Did you ever think that this is where it would take you, that this would be the life you'd have, that you would be a professional bowler? Oh Lord, no. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think that I would, be bowling like if you asked me back then I'd, I'd tell you you know I'm probably gonna do ballet or be you know be a, a ballet a tap jazz or ballet dancer or I'm gonna be like a play basketball um and so you know to look back where I started to see 
how far I've come, but no, this is not, you know, the end result where I want to stay. I'm just, I like, I'm just grateful, you know, for all the opportunities. I'm grateful for all, all the, you know, the success and even the struggles because I wouldn't have had the success with the struggles. And, um, I'm just even more eager to just work harder and, and just achieve more. And I noticed another thing on your bio, you have a company called Got Game LLC. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So God Game is a company I started in 2018. And the mission of God Game is to um, is to bring like awareness to the sport of bowling so that we have the equal opportunity as the traditional sports, you know, like the NBAs, NFLs, uh, golf, even like tennis, gymnastics, um, you know, because like we said, you know, people don't even think bowling is a sport to begin with. And, you know, because we, my thing is just to have the opportunity, you know, because we, I'm just like speaking for myself right now, but like, you know, or kind of actually, I'll speak as a whole, you know, bowling, we're we're not something that you see on TV all the time. And, you know, we don't have like the, the endorsement deals or, you know, the sponsorships, um, like the other athletes and not saying we don't have any because, you know, I have some sponsors with like within the bowling uh, community you know, like bowling balls accessories and that stuff it adds up so I'm very grateful for that but I'm just talking about as far as you know outside the the bowling community um you know I I truly believe in my heart in order for us to 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 go further we need help with outside resources and so you know like God game we have like merchandise and also the insp- I do inspirational speaking so you know there's merchandise um and it's called like the Got Game Fam. So when you know people get merchandise and they share it, just you know, or they're just part of the a family, a community. And what we're doing is really just trying to make people aware of the sport, um, and, you know, the different opportunities it presents. And then you know, inspirational speaking, I go and share my story. Um, and then the message is ne- never really to be like, hey, become a professional bowler, but it's just to share my story in hopes that it inspires someone who you know, maybe even it's someone who who does something that's not popular or maybe they may got made fun of and, you know, just to stick with it no matter what, because it will definitely take you to where you'd never have imagined if, as long as you just stick with it. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a good message. Absolutely. That's part of the series I'm working on. It's just really talking to um, black women, women of color who are doing things that are not the traditional that we see um, ourselves doing on a regular basis. Um, and you also brought up another thing, I guess I'd never thought of as well. You know, you look at a lot of athletes and along with whatever contract they've signed to play basketball or tennis or whatever, there are endorsements that they get. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether it's they're on the cover of the Wheaties box or they're the spokesperson for some insurance company or whatever. And those are things that obviously, are a part of what they can do, um, you know, to promote their sport, but it's also lucrative for them and for their sport as well, you know? And so I hadn't thought of that. It's not something that you guys get the opportunity to do. And you wanted to comment on that or add something? Yes. And, you know, like, like going back to, it's just like, you know, my thing is it's not even about the money, but for me, it's just about the opportunity to have, you know, just to have those opportunities. Because I tell my parents all the time, I see myself in commercials, TV shows, like whatever the case may be, you know, endorsements, you know, like, why can't I be sponsored by, you know, like the Jordan brand or Puma or, you know, because it, it like, no, you know, it hasn't been done or something like that. You know, like that's, that's not a, a reason to not 
you know, to kill my dreams or stuff. And I, and I see myself, you know, just having the opportunities that they do. And, and I guess being recognized as a professional athlete, you know, as a traditional professional athlete or having those opportunities. So that's another thing, you know, um, that, that I definitely will think, think will happen. And I totally get it. I mean, just the opportunity to be recognized in that way. Yeah. Uh, but there is money that comes with that. And, and and it's fair for you to get that too, if you ask me. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, just because that's, I mean, that's a part of it. When you get sponsored, they're not just sponsoring you because, you know, yeah, they, they, of course they're going to say, Hey, this person is a real professional athlete that we want to be associated with. And mm-hmm. there's money that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just being able to have that entire experience, I totally get part of it yeah. is the validation for you and your sport. But again, you know, the money that you could use to be able to bring on the next group of Jasmine Masons or whatever you decide to do with it, having that opportunity, I think would be great you know, as well, even though it's not all about money, I get it, but still, girl, yeah. <laughs> there was money in it. <laughs> athlete, you know, you should be able to access that too. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your ultimate goal in your sport of bowling? What is the thing that you really want to accomplish that maybe you haven't been able to do yet? That's your ultimate dream. I guess you talked about it a little bit just now, but where is it that you see yourself going in your sport? Yeah. Um, I definitely see, I would just definitely say, you know, before I, and I know I just started my career, like I've only been on the tour of my, like one year, but um, it would have been my second year this year, but COVID canceled our season. I would, I would see, you know, like when I can put, when I can like, you know, hang up my shoes and just sit back, I want to see, um, a, I want to see black women out on the the women's tour and you know not just one at a time but I want to see a lot of them out you know at a time um and also too a lot of people think they're like oh like they think I'm the only you know like I was the first black one to join the women's tour and that's not the case you know there were there were some before me like um Kim Terrell Kearney Cheryl Daniels Louise Fulton and they paved the way for me so I'm just just trying to continue that um you know, to pave the way for a lot of other players who are going to come after me. Because um, even back then, you know, the the women I mentioned, when the tour first ever started, and even like 30 years ago, or, you know, 20 years ago, it's the same thing as now, you know, there, there were like two of them out, you know, and now it's just me. And, and I really do want that to change. And I, I know it will change. So that's something that I definitely want to see. And I want to see, um, bowlers being treated, you know, like the traditional, you know, professional athletes having those opportunities. Um, you know, I want to see see us on TV more often. Um, yeah, they're just, I'm running blank right now, but there's just so much like it just going through my mind and I'm kind of getting like stuck trying to have it all come out at once. But those are I know it had to be difficult. I'm sure there's a lot you want to see because as yeah. you said, it's sad that you named plays. First of all, I've never heard of any of those people, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that they were there maybe 20, 30 years ago, and there still isn't a larger group of black people, period, when people of color playing, you know, bowling than there were 20, 30 years ago when they were in the sport. So I'm sure that there's probably a lot you want to see change. Yeah. And it's hard to kind of put it all into words because it's like so much that you want to see different um, for people to see this as a sport that they could really um 
achieve and do really mm-hmm. well at. Um, so just a final question for me. If you were talking to a young girl who has picked up bowling for the first time and she thinks she wants to make a go of it, what advice would you give her? I would definitely tell her to um, always like always enjoy yourself, always find you know, joy in the sport. If it's something, you know, like if it's something that you think it's fun to keep going and do not listen to anyone who tells you otherwise, you know, if you feel that this is something that's fun for you, you want to keep doing it, you just do it and you don't listen to anyone because there were a lot of people, you know, in middle school when they'd be like, Hey, like, let's go to the mall or let's go to the movies. And I'm like, oh, I got to practice. And they're like, who bowls anyway? You know, so imagine if I were to like listen to them in middle school, you know, I probably, I wouldn't, I don't know what I would be doing, but just to keep going no matter what. Thank you so much. That is really, really great advice. Keep going no matter what. I definitely can agree with that. I just want to thank you for taking out this time to talk with me. This has been a really, really fun conversation. And um, I'll put a little bit of information about um, Got Game as well as Black Girls Can Bowl too uh, in the show notes so that people can check it out when they listen to this episode. Again, Gigi, thank you so much for your time tonight. If you have any questions for me or things that you want me to pass on that you want to ask Gigi, you can hit me up at kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. Again, that's kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. That's all the time we have for this episode. So until we get a chance to speak again, be blessed.